everyone, and welcome back to Metalcore and Muscle, or if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Um, My name is Evan. I am going to be your host for today's episode, and I am always going to be your host. (laughs) Um, So for today's episode, um, the last episode of the podcast, um, part of season two, episode number 10, was all about emotions and um, sort of music evoking emotions. And we talked about a couple albums. So this week, we're going to be covering more of a fitness topic. So the topic for today's episode is all about growing some big muscular legs. So I'm going to be sharing some some tips, kind of why it's important, um, but also diving into why is leg training so adversive? Why do we hate training legs? Um, and then we'll go into some tips for growing your legs. And we're also going to talk about um, a sample leg day playlist. So we're going to tie that music component in to the episode there and then round out with our release radar recap. So um, for those of you out there that um, already train your legs, um, hopefully there's still some takeaways in today's episode in terms of um, tips for growing your legs. So if you're already um, training them. Maybe you're not seeing the results that you want. Hopefully you can get something out of this episode. So we're going to start off the episode talking about why leg training is so adversive. So um, you often hear people say like, oh man, I skip leg day or, oh, I hate doing legs or, oh man, I'm, you know, there's always this sort of kind of dread around training the lower body. And so I kind of wanted to brainstorm some reasons why I think people may um, not really enjoy training their lower body. So um, one of the the first things that came to mind in my brainstorm on this is that um, you don't really see the legs that often, especially the thighs. So um, you do see calves. So I think people do spend a lot of time training calves Um, and you know, coming from, from my background competing in men's physique, the legs really, the thighs really aren't showing on stage at all. So if you think about going to the gym or going to the beach or just doing things where your body's exposed, generally for males, the thighs really aren't exposed in any of those situations, unless you're wearing like a speedo to the beach or something. So, um, I think, with other muscle groups like your biceps or your chest or back or, and maybe not even the back, but mostly arms kind of come to mind for this. Um, when you work out at the gym, you're getting that instant feedback. You're seeing, Oh man, I have a crazy pump in my arms and you can look in the mirror and and see that. And you kind of get that, um, visual reinforcement where with legs, it's not really as much the case. And, um, with the fact that your legs are sometimes covered, there's not as much motivation for some people to be like, well, no one really sees that, that part of my body anyways. So I think that part initially is kind of makes it a little bit more adversive in the sense that, um, you're not getting that instant positive reinforcement. Um, the other reason why I think it may be adversive for people is that like training is just really hard. Um, if you think about your, your legs, um, those are some huge muscle groups. You're, you're 
glutes are a huge muscle group, your quads, um, your hamstrings. So when we're working those muscles, these large muscle groups like that, it's going to be exhausting. Um, you know, if you just right now, whatever you're doing, if you just did 10 squat jumps, you're going to be really out of breath compared to if you did 10 pushups, right? So, you know, we don't generally train like a full upper body day, whereas we always do legs as an entire um, training session. I'm going to talk about kind of breaking up the leg day into different segments in a little bit here, but um, generally it's just really exerting. Like you, you're going to be exhausted when you do leg, leg day training, um, assuming that you're going to a training to an intensity level that's going to actually ensure progress. So it's really hard. And generally people shy away from things that are hard. So I think for some people, leg day training just gets skipped over because it's not really enjoyable for people. So another reason why I think leg training is adversive is that, um, it's not as fun as training upper body. It's not a show off muscle. And so I kind of already touched on this a little bit, but, um, you know, training arms is fun. It's fun to get an arm pump. It's fun to train shoulders and, you know, feel like you're bursting out of your, your shirt, you know, like those things, um, make training fun. Like I said, you're getting that reinforcement. You're, you know, you're training chest and you, your chest is pumped up and you're moving a lot of weight and it feels awesome. Um, whereas, leg day training is not that fun in some, in some cases. So, um, the, the lack of enjoyment there is going to be, um, is going to make it maybe more, uh, likely to skip than an upper body day. And then the last thing is that progress with the legs takes time. So, um, like all things, um, all muscle groups really, it takes a long time to get progress, but especially with the legs, you know, if you're, if you lack a a good mind muscle connection to the quads or the hamstrings, um, you know, it it could take a lot of time. And especially for people that are taller, it's going to take a little bit more work to fill out that frame if you have really long legs. So that progress is going to take a long time. Some people aren't patient enough to allow their body to make those adaptations to the training. So, those are some reasons why I think leg training is adversive for people. Um, now I kind of want to go into why is leg training important? So you may be thinking like, yeah, you're right. All those things that you listed are exactly why I skip leg day. Um, so I kind of want to touch on some, some reasons why I think leg training is important and why you should not skip legs. So the first one sort of self-explanatory, um, it promotes a well-balanced look. So you maybe see it on the the meme pages for gyms, like or for like lifting, like do you even lift, like that meme page, and other ones too. They'll share content of like, oh, your buddy that skips leg day, and it's like somebody who's like IFBB pro bodybuilder jacked on the top, and then their legs are really small. And so, you know, it's kind of a, a running joke for the fitness industry, like oh, like don't skip leg day, like you'll look like, you know, you look like this guy, and it's like just what I described. Um, so I think overall it just promotes a well-balanced look. Um, some people could maybe get away with, you know, not training their thighs as much if they have super jacked calves. Um, so overall it promotes a nice look and, you know, I think overall aesthetically kind of that X frame is a good look, right? So yeah, um, your, your thighs are pretty large calves are the same size as your arms roughly. 
and the kind of center of that X is your waist. So definitely training legs promotes a well-balanced look. I think it also, one of the most important parts of training legs is that it translates well into daily activities. So when you're training legs, um, generally we're doing some bend and lift movements and some hip hinging, which are which translate really well to daily activities. Like um, if you're going to pick up and move a coffee table or pick up a heavy box, um, your legs are going to play a role in that, but also um, unilaterally as well. So when we think of um, you know, climbing stairs or like hiking or standing on one leg, lunging, those type of movements, um, strong legs are going to translate um, well to be able to cl- complete those tasks with ease. And um, it's especially important as we get older. So um, I'm assuming that some of this demographic listening to this podcast are in the younger demographic. So um, that may not be as important to you at this point in time, but I think as we um, dip into our 30s and 40s, it's going to be really important to maintain, um, you know, flexibility, range of motion, strength through the lower body because, um, you know, as we get older, super important to be strong through the legs. So that's one of the most important parts of, of lower body training. Um, even if you're just doing a little bit, you know, maybe you just squat for legs. Um, you know, you kind of abandoned, abandoned the, um, desire to build some huge legs. Like, let's just say that's your goal, right? You just want to, you know, be functionally strong, like just doing squatting or like an RDL or a deadlift, um, can provide a lot of bang for your buck there. So really translates well to daily activities And then it also stimulates hormones. So you may have heard this before of like, you know, leg day training is going to help with your upper body because you're going to release these hormones. So I kind of looked into this. Um, I believe this article um, or this information came from Healthline. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I did some research for this episode a while back, so um, I don't have the article on hand, but um, they say it stimulates hormones. So leg training helps produce cortisol, testosterone, and human growth hormone, or also known as HGH. Um, so cortisol, you might be thinking, okay, that's a stress hormone, right? That's bad. Um, well, according to that article, it said that, um, it helps the body respond to stress and increase fat metabolism. So, um, could be good for, you know, trying to get a little bit leaner, Um, the testosterone obviously, um, helps the body repair, um, damaged muscle proteins and helps to build muscle. So, um, that's kind of where you think of people that are enhanced being able to recover quickly if they're taking testosterone. So, um, that's a benefit of doing legs kind of helps release that. And then the HGH promotes muscle growth, boosts immunity and increases fat metabolism as well. So, um, definitely some added benefits to why leg training is important. Overall, it's going to help you look better, feel better, be more functional, and it will help with um, your, it should help overall with um, general fitness goals, whether that's building muscle, getting stronger, or burning fat. So um, now I would like to transition into some tips for growing your legs. So we've touched on why leg training is adversive. We touched on why it's important to train legs. So we don't want to be skipping leg day. Um, what are some actual tips that are going to help us grow those legs? So I've kind of highlighted some tips here and I've got five 
and we're just going to run through these five tips. Um, just need to take a quick drink here. All right. <clears throat> so the first tip is to meet the general volume and intensity guidelines for hypertrophy. So um, we've talked about this a lot in the podcast before, um, <clears throat> particularly in the episode um, genetics and bodybuilding, maximizing muscle muscular hypertrophy. Uh, but I did touch on it a little bit too in the natural um, or bulking as a natural episode as well. So um, if you haven't listened to those episodes, I highly encourage you to go back and check those out. But um, so the the general guidelines for hypertrophy in terms of volume and intensity are um, roughly 10 to 20 sets per week for that muscle group. So this would be like the entire lower half. Um, and then um, for intensity, it would be 60 to 80% of your one rep max. Um, and then you can kind of, um, yeah, so 60, 80% of your one rep max. So <clears throat> you can use one rep max charts if you want. Um, I don't really get that specific with it where I'm tr like using the percentage to hit specific weights. Um, I just think of intensity of going close to failure, if not failure for most of your sets. Um, so when you're thinking of the 10 to 20 sets per week, um, if you are a beginner, I would recommend maybe just starting off with 10 sets per week per muscle group. So what that might look like is, um, <clears throat> you know, if you're doing, you could, I mean, you could divide it up however you want. If you're doing like truly 10 sets, you could do like five sets of squat one day and then five sets of squat another day if, or, um, you know, however you want to break that up throughout the week. Um, I th believe that there wasn't any added benefit of more than 20 sets in the research that was done, uh, but they did only look at specific exercises. I believe it was leg extension. So um, take that with a grain of salt. Everybody's different. Um, but I think one of the most important things to check off on is that you're training with intensity and you're meeting um, that volume guideline as well. So it applies with every muscle group, not just the legs, not just the arms. Um, we want to make sure that we're giving enough stimulus to our muscles as we're going through. So um, some other things that are um, kind of givens when trying to add muscle mass is that your sleep is in order, um, that you're creating somewhat of a caloric surplus as well. So looking at um, a 300 to 500 calorie surplus, you could probably even go on the, the lower end of that, um, you know, just under 300 calories, assuming that you're getting um, enough protein in your diet as well. Um, I'm not a registered dietitian, so obviously take my recommendation there with a grain of salt, but I did talk about caloric surplus in the bulking as a natural episode, but, um, so those things are important and then progressive overload as well with your training. So, um, progressive overload can be done in a variety of different ways, whether you're increasing the volume, um, throughout the weeks, whether you're increasing the resistance, um, you're increasing the time under tension, um, adding in supersets, however you want to progressive overload, um, it's up to you, but it is a very important piece in progressing your training forward and ensuring that you're, um, going to be 
generating hypertrophy or muscle growth in that particular muscle that you're focusing on. So in this case, we're talking about legs, but um, progressive overload is super important. Caloric surplus, sleep, hydration, all those factors are really important for building muscle mass. Those are givens. Those are assumed things that, um, that you should be implementing into your training. So these tips are kind of outside of that. So Um, We talked about meeting the volume and intensity guidelines. Um, The next tip is to break your leg days into separate sections. So, um, or separate sessions rather. So I mentioned this earlier in this episode, but it's really um, important if you find yourself um, kind of feeling like CNS burnout maybe from from leg days where you're just trying to do too much in one session. Um, So this is what what I do um, for my leg days. I break them into separate like foci or focus um, per session. So um, you could do a quad focused leg day and then you could also do a hamstring focused leg day. Or, you know, if you're really targeting um, a particular exercise, maybe you're doing a um, vertical or like a spinal loaded day where you do squats and maybe like... um, you know, lunges with a barbell, like having your spine loaded. And then you do another day that's maybe more machine focused. Um, but I think it is important to to break those up, excuse me. So then you can really focus on those particular muscles of the leg. So an example of how I kind of structure this with my training is I will do a quad focus day where I'll focus on split squat and um, a, a sort of different variation on the leg press. So those will be kind of my my staple movements. And then I'll do leg extent, <laughs> excuse me, leg extension, leg curl, those two machines. And then um, <clears throat> then I'll usually do another um, another exercise, kind of an extra, which might be like cannonball squat or front squat or um, Maybe it's like walking lunges or a different leg press or a hack squat, something like that kind of extra added into it. And then for hamstring day, I'll do an RDL, which is a primarily um, a hamstring movement, hamstring and glute. And then I'll do a different stance leg press. So like more of a, a traditional kind of neutral footing for the leg press. And I'll still always do leg extension and leg curl. So that that's kind of an example of how those could be how those could be split up throughout your week. And when you're splitting those up, it is always important to ensure that you're meeting all those uh, volume and intensity guidelines as well. Now, one thing that I do not train anymore is my calf muscles. So this is something that for me, I never really noticed a lot of, I never really noticed a difference when I trained calves and I just felt like it was taking up, taking up a lot of time from my leg day routines. Um, I used to do a lot of step mill cardio and I feel like that sort of helped build them, but I've seen people have massive calf muscles and they're just runners. They literally just run and that repeated, um, I don't know, stress or resistance on their, their calves from running, I think helped them develop really great calves. So I'm not saying that you should go run and that's what you should do for your calves. But my point is that I never really saw a lot of progress or results doing, you know, a ton of 
calf raise. And I would do, you know, obviously full range of motion, heavy loads. I would do lighter loads with high reps, but I never really noticed that much of a difference. Maybe they got a little bit more um, kind of crisp or defined, but that could have just been because I was changing my body fat levels. So it's up to you if you want to train calves. But for me, um, I think a lot of it is just genetics. You know, if you have a really high calf insertion, um, it's going to be a lot harder to have your, your calves look huge. I mean, you can still grow that muscle, um, but that gap between where your calf ties into your ankle, um, wherever there's not muscle, you're not going to be able to fill that in. So genetics definitely play a role with that, but I digress. So, um, where we're at on our tips here, we have meeting the volume and intensity guidelines and we have breaking those leg days up into separate sessions. So the idea with the separate sessions is that you can really target those specific muscle groups and to kind of just continue with this or wrap up this section or this tip. Um, one thing with the, the quads are bigger muscle than the hamstrings, right? So, um, your biceps femoris is your, your hamstring, right? So two like biceps and then your quads is four muscles. So, um, generally your quads are going to be a little bit more dominant than your hamstrings. So I always found it important to put a little bit more of an extra emphasis on hamstrings, um, rather than just doing the leg curl machine. And you can do a lot with the leg curl machine, but, um, I love doing RDLs. I love doing, um, like the, the higher stance or higher footing leg press, um, just some different movements like kettlebell swings even will, will target the, the hamstrings and the glutes and the hips. So, um, I believe it was in my undergraduate program. One of my professors was discussing how, um, softball catchers would often pull their hamstrings because, um, their quads were so dominant because they were always in that kind of squat position as a catcher. And so, um, he had found that often the catchers would have more pulled hamstrings just because I believe the, it's like something with when they're running that the, I don't know if it's like the quad fires when it's not supposed to. And it, um, I forget the, all of it, but anyways, the point was that they had to put extra emphasis on training their hamstrings to prevent, um, hamstring tears and pulls. So that's kind of, those are some reasons why I think it's important to, to separate those out. Um, the third tip is to select movements that you connect well with. So, um, I think one part of establishing consistency over time is enjoying the the workouts that you're doing. So part of enjoying the workouts is having a really good connection to them. Right. And I believe this is Greg Doucette that said this. Um, he said that if you can flex a muscle so hard that it will almost cramp, um, that's a pretty good indicator that you have a good mind muscle connection with that muscle and it's likely going to be a strong muscle group for you. So if you notice that, you know, you can flex your bicep and it can like almost cramp. It's, you can flex it so hard. Um, you're probably going to respond really well to bicep training. And the same goes for the legs. If you can flex your quads or your hamstrings and get a really nice mind muscle connection, um, chances are those muscles are going to grow, um, quite large. So I think it is really important to select movements that you connect well with. Um, if you're 
trying to do RDLs and you just notice your back firing when you're doing those, um, maybe beneficial to select a different movement. Um, maybe you um, work with a trainer or you um, do a, like a pre-exhaust where you, maybe you do leg curls first and then you go in and try the RDLs and then maybe that my muscle connection will be there a little bit better. But um, if you hate a movement, there's no sense in forcing yourself to do it. Um, you don't, nobody has to do squats to get big legs or big strong legs. You can do leg press. So um, really important to connect well with select movements that you connect well with um, because not only is that going to help your muscles grow, but it's going to help you be more consistent over time. Um, and then <clears throat> the fourth tip here is to get a pump in your legs when you train them. So I don't, I mean, I'm sure if you guys are weightlifters out there at all, you've probably done, um, you've probably experienced a muscle pump and it's super important to get that pump. You want the blood to flow to the, the muscles that you're trying to work, right? So it's no different with the legs. Um, you want to get a nice pump in the legs, get a lot of blood flow into them. And one way that you can do this to kind of help is just what I mentioned, which is that pre-exhaust. So maybe you do, um, if you really have a hard time getting that mind muscle connection or getting the blood flow to those muscles, a pump in your legs, um, it could be beneficial to maybe start with those, um, accessory or auxiliary movements. Like, um, maybe you start with leg extension and leg curl and, and just get a lot of blood flow into those tissues. And then you go in and you do your leg press. Now, if you're trying to really grow your squat or increase your squat strength, it may not be as beneficial to do those first because it is going to fatigue the muscle. Um, Pre-exhaust can be nice if you have injuries. If you're trying to, if you don't want to spinal load very much, um, you could do the pre-exhaust. It's going to tax the muscles early and then you won't have to use as much weight to, you know, get close to failure when you're doing your squats or leg press or whatever other exercise. So, um, super important to get that pump in your legs. Um, if you're not getting that pump, you know, like I said, try the pre-exhaust, try, um, picking movements that you connect well with. It's going to help really push that blood flow into those, into those muscles and those working tissues. So the last tip that I have here is to be consistent and train with intensity over time. So part of that is enjoying the movements that you're doing. <clears throat> but if you're just doing legs like once a month, um, unless you're enhanced, trans- chances are the, those tissues aren't really going to grow. Um, <clears throat> you want to select movements that you enjoy, um, make the training fun. Part of that is with the music, which we're going to get into in a second here, which is going to be that playlist um, or sample playlist. But <clears throat> really important to find ways to enjoy the training. And it does help too, knowing that training your lower body is important. It's going to provide benefits. Um, you know, starting off small is really important to maintain that consistency over time as well. You know, you're not going to go in to your first leg day in a month and train like Tom Platts. Like you're not going to be walking out of there. (laughs) So it's like, it's really important to, um, maybe your first session in a month, maybe you're just going to do leg press machine, leg extension, leg curl, maybe a calf raise and, you know, maybe like a a lunge or step up or something really basic routine, just hitting all those, those main movements. And then you can build on those over time. Um, for example, for myself, I, 
I did not squat for a long, long time. Um, I used to have a lot of hip tightness. Um, I believe one of my hips is a little bit higher than the other. Um, like the iliac crest sits a little bit higher on one side. And so I would often, um, you know, experience some tightness in my hip flexors and especially when I was squatting. And so I didn't squat for a long, long period of time. And then recently I I put it in at the end of my routine and just, you know, like maybe three or four sets, just really light. And it's been so fun to build on that over time. And so I encourage you guys to start with just these really basic routines, um, assuming that you enjoy them and then make them fun with a a challenge. You know, maybe you like for myself, the goal that I set is I, I really want to be able to squat 405, um, in 2023. And so for me, it's like this really slow process of slowly ramping up my squat strength. And hopefully next year I'll be able to hit that. And I obviously document that for you guys too, if you're interested in following along with that. Um, you can follow me at, uh, MC underscore muscle on Instagram, but, um, (laughs) subtle plug there. Um, I totally recommend um, doing that though, just creating some form of challenge that's going to make those sessions and sessions enjoyable um, because you'll be likely to do that over a long period of time. So I do want to share this quick resource before I go into the playlist and this resource is titled, I'll see if I can find this online and, and link it in the show notes. Um, but if not, I'm, I'm sure you can search it as well. So it's titled behavioral management strategies for initiating and maintaining exercise adherence. So this directly ties into, um, maintaining that consistent over time, consistency over time. So, um, it provides a list of techniques and then it has practical applications and recommendations. So, um, I'm going to touch on these, the following techniques. So shaping stimulus control generalization training, social support, self-management, and relapse prevention training. So um, with shaping, this is their recommendation is to begin the exercise program at a dosage that is comfortable for the patient and increase slowly until an optimal level is attained. So that just reinforces exactly what I just mentioned, um, starting off small and building over time. The next one, stimulus control. So this touches on, uh, they say environmental cues or stimuli, which could include written notes, watch alarms, dates on a calendar, may be used to remind patients to maintain their exercise commitment. Having a routine time and place for exercise establishes a powerful stimulus control. So um, for example, if you get off of work and if you go directly home, it's going to be very unlikely that you're going to you know, go back to the gym or venture back out and go to the gym. So, um, if you can build the gym into your regular routine, um, it becomes a little bit less adversive to go, right? So maybe you pick a gym that's on the way home from work. So you, it's not out of your way to go to the gym, but you also don't have to go home first. So, um, stimulus control can be really powerful. Um, you know, I think tracking your workouts, having a set schedule, all that stuff can, can play into that. Then we go into generalization training, which says specific steps should be taken to generalize the exercise habit from a structured class or home setting to other environments, travel, work, etc. So um, I always talk about this with my patients that um, it's important not to have an all or nothing approach, right? So when you're traveling, doing a little bit of something is going to be better than nothing at all. So if you're in the gym and you're doing, um, generally you do a, a whole bunch of barbell squat, right? Well, let's say you're traveling and you have a hotel gym 
Um, you have access to a hotel gym that doesn't have a rack. You know, you could pick up the dumbbells and do a front squat or um, a dumbbell deadlift or like dumbbell squat. Um, that's going to kind of, you can kind of generalize your routine to fit these other environments. Um, it's very important to maintain those habits over time rather than having an all or nothing approach. Um, the next one here is social support. So this one's kind of self-explanatory support from family, friends, coworkers should be sought from the beginning. Finding a compatible exercise partner often serves to enhance exercise adherence. So, um, if you're starting off and you absolutely hate leg day, um, I can tell you that, uh, we had some great leg sessions in high school training as a group, um, motivating and spotting each other on squat. And then, um, you know, I mentioned before, um, doing leg extensions, we would, one person would do, would go and we'd all be kind of around them to motivate and do one leg, the other leg on leg extension, and then both legs to failure. And, um, you can kind of get a friendly competition going and, and all of that. But, um, I think training alone could be more beneficial if you have, um, certain time limits as well as if you're an advanced trainee and you don't really need help with adherence, but, um, social support could definitely be powerful. Um, then we move into self-management. So say here, patients should be encouraged to be their own behavior therapist. They should practice self-reinforcement by focusing on increased self-esteem, enjoyment of the exercise itself, and the anticipated health and fitness benefits. So we touched on this with legs. Important to enjoy the movements. You're going to be more likely to adhere to those over time. So enjoying them by um, setting challenges, connecting well with a mind-muscle connection to those movements. Um, but I also mentioned too, trusting and knowing that there's benefits to training your lower body. Um, so remembering those things can help with that self-management. I think it's also important to track, um, your progress too, cause that can also be, um, a reinforcer, um, as you see yourself hitting milestones over time. And then the last one, relapse, relapse prevention training. Um, they say here, prepare patients for situations that may produce relapse and ways of coping with them so that a complete relapse is avoided. Relapses should be viewed as inevitable challenges rather than failures. So um, with my patients as a health coach, I always touch on what are some barriers that you think you may encounter, and we work together to strategize ways to overcome those barriers. So for you, if a leg day barrier is that um, <clears throat> it's super exhausting and you're unmotivated to go, um, you know, we would strategize, well, what are some ways that you could make that um, a little bit more enjoyable for yourself? Or, um, you know, do you think training with a partner would be beneficial? And they may say yes, for sure. And so <clears throat> there's ways to, um, I guess it's everyone faces their own barriers. If time is an issue, um, you know, maybe it's having a backup workout that is, um, you know, just doing a few sets of squat at home, you know, really focusing on maintaining these habits over time. The most important part to that is avoiding that all or nothing approach. So remembering something is better than nothing at all when it comes to exercise. So that's going to do it for those, um, leg day tips and tricks. We're going to go into our, um, leg day playlist now. So if you are a fan of metalcore, um, hopefully you can use this playlist to your advantage for, um, heavy leg day. Um, this playlist is, let me, let me count these up here quick. We got three, six, nine, it's 10 songs. So I curated this playlist to, um, directly help you push through a leg day, assuming that you enjoy some heavy metal core music. So, um, we're going to start off with a warm up section of the playlist. So uh, we're going to kick this off with Carpe Diem by August Burns Red. 
um, this song really builds nicely. So right when you get to the gym, you can toss this one on, maybe even have it playing in the parking lot before you turn the car off and go in. Um, it builds up nicely. So it's a nice warm up track. And then we're going to go into a little bit more of an upbeat song, which is, can you feel my heart by bringing the horizon? Um, it's got those electronic components in there. Um, <clears throat> the song was, uh, definitely unlike anything else at the time when it came to metalcore. So great warm up song. Then we go into glass houses by bad omens. This is off one of their earlier albums. Um, has a some good lines in there about you know kind of somebody stabbing you in the back so it kind of gets that mindset right for um going in and turning on that intensity with your training then we move into our big lifts section so assuming that you're going to go for maybe a heavy deadlift day with your legs or maybe a heavy squat day um, we want to make sure that we're bringing the intensity for those heavy sets and I sort of curated this assuming that you're going to build up to your top set. And so the first song I have for this big lift section is doom switch by make them suffer, um, an upbeat song, but it certainly has its, uh, has its breakdowns as well. It's got a little guitar solo in there. So that, that intensity of the training session starting to pick up a little bit. Um, then we move into the outcast by the ghost inside. And so this song has a really heavy breakdown. Um, the, the lyrics are uplifting and motivating. Um, this is off the Ghost Inside's most recent album. So, I mean, knowing what they kind of went through with their um, car accident and all that stuff, um, the song add, like the lyrics and everything add this extra layer of motivation to it. Um, then we go to somewhat of a throwback track here to go into our third to- our third um, heavy set, which would be using uh, Hush IL by O Sleeper. So, a sleeper classic metalcore. Um, I love a lot of songs off their um, first. It might be their second full length. Um, the finisher that album. There's a ton of songs, but Hush Isle is off the next album, and <clears throat> there's a, a really sweet breakdown after the. I believe it's after the second chorus. So um, using that one for um, that set, and then the last, the big set here. The heavy top set, we're using Romance is Dead by Parkway Drive. Um, there's just this huge build-up breakdown, but there's so many breakdowns kind of meshed into that song. So I've used that one a lot for for big lifts. So highly recommend Romance is Dead for that. Um, and then I've got three songs here to kind of cap out the workout with the auxiliary lifts. So I'm thinking about like leg extension, leg curl, um, you know, maybe you don't need to be as intense for these, or I shouldn't say as intense, but you don't need to put, um, it's not as taxing on the CNS. You don't need that huge buildup for these sets, hopefully. Um, so the thought here was second and Sebring by of mice and men. Great song. The, the meaning behind the lyrics, very moving as well, but it's upbeat and kind of help push you through. Then we have Icarus by Polaris and phase one. So, um, adding some of those electronic components in there with phase one. Um, but then all those meaty screams from, uh, from Polaris. So that's a good track there. And the last one on here is glass hands by crooked Royals. Um, super upbeat song. So I wanted to have those last three songs be, um, nice and upbeat to sort of help push you through after, um, going through all the really hard sets of, of the big lift. So, um, that's going to do it for the playlist. Carpe Diem by August Burns Red. Can You Feel My Heart by Bringing the Horizon. Glass Houses by Bad Omens. Doom Switch by Make Them Suffer. The Outcast by The Ghost Inside. Hush I L by O Sleeper. 
Romance is Dead by Parkway Drive, Second Sebring by Of Mice and Men, Icarus by Polaris in Phase 1, and Glass Hands by Crooked Royals. Um, sorry I went through that really quick, but I wanted to give you the, the opportunity just to have them all listed. So if you do go um, to create this playlist or add these to your current workout playlist, you can do so easily. So the last bit of today's episode is going to be our release radar recap from Spotify. Um, I got two songs here. We have Guiding Light by Caskets. So Caskets released an album last year. Um, I their vocals, their vocalist is one of the best vocalists in metalcore, hands down. Um, I believe his name is Matt. And you know this song comes in, and you just know that his vocals are going to be so good. And it, it, he just comes out swinging right away, and it's enough to give you some some goosebumps, chicken skin on the arm. So, um, great song by them. Not super heavy, and they, none of their music really is, um, but it's just moving and and just really, really good stuff. Um, and then the last one here. Um, is the Anabolic Spudsman Thick Edition by Bill Murray featuring uh, Lorna Shore. So Anabolic Spudsman was on uh, Bill Murray's latest album, and they have the the Thick Edition here, which uh, has some some kind of deathcore screams from Lorna Shore. So um, be sure to check that one out if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Hopefully you are not skipping leg day out there. I hope these tips help you, um, especially as we lean into the new year when you're thinking about your programming and thinking about your goals. Um, we want to have well-balanced physiques, right? So hopefully these tips help. You can definitely apply these tips to, to other muscle groups as well, um, especially when thinking of those behavioral management strategies for exercise. So those really apply to all exercise, not just weight training or hypertrophy. So hope these tips helped and hope you guys have some great leg day sessions out there. Uh, If nothing else, check out that playlist and the songs I listed, but hope you guys have a great rest of the month of November. Take care, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening.